Well, hello, hello, you fabulous interior design professional here. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to Business of Design, episode 199. And you know what that means? Yes, a huge milestone is coming up for Business of Design podcast next week, episode 200. What to do to make that more special? Well, we're going to share 200 pearls of wisdom. Yep. 200. Initially, I thought that was a crazy idea, but in fact, it has been relatively easy to come up with a list of 200 ideas that have meaningfully impacted my life and my business. I'm excited to share them with you in next week's episode. In the meantime, episode 199, and I'm going to talk about something that might sound like it's a bit of a downer. I'm going to talk about fatigue. Specifically, because this isn't my private therapy session, although Lord knows, sounds like I could use one right now, but specifically, I will focus on the client's project fatigue, exhaustion, a loss of enthusiasm, and this is the important part, finding the strength to move forward anyway. Episode 199, Avoiding Project Fatigue. I am imagining that fatigue may just be the buzzword as we enter 2021. We are tired of things. I don't know about you, but I am tired of the election. It's over, but it isn't. There's an important runoff, two of them, in Georgia for the Senate. That has my attention. There is a transition in the White House that, as of this recording, hasn't even started to happen. It's exhausting thinking about all the loose ends. And I swear, if I read one more headline about the 2024 election, could we just please get through this one? Thank you so much. Then there's COVID fatigue, pandemic fatigue. I'm sick of being six feet apart. I want a hug. Remember when you used to say to your girlfriend, come in, come in, help me. I'm just finishing something in the kitchen. And you would just enlist the help of someone you love to finish some mundane task. And it went faster. It was more fun. I'm sick of cooking. I'm super sick of meal planning. I'm sorry. I probably sound like a real Debbie Downer right now. I just feel like 10 months ago, I was doing so much better. I approached the pandemic like so many of us thinking this is terrifying and I'm going to be fine. I'm going to do exactly what's required. I got this. Everything's going to be great. And and I know that's true and it's still true, but come on. It's exhausting. Fortunately, I do think we're all beginning to see a light at the end of the tunnel. But the worst part of the tunnel is coming up. So I will need to do personally exactly what I'm going to recommend we all do professionally. There are so many things I'm grateful for. I have had it very easy during this horrible period of time. I have remained employed and productive, and so has my spouse, and so have my children. I have been sheltered in safety and comfort, and that hasn't been possible for millions, billions of people around the world. And yet I'm still experiencing pandemic fatigue, like so many of us. What I really want to talk about, though, is not about me. It's about my clients. As I've been thinking about fatigue, it occurred to me that that's something clients experience on projects, project fatigue. 
And so that's really what I want to talk about in this episode. How do we deal with project fatigue? How do we coach our clients through it? How do we make it easier on them to survive? And what can I learn about pandemic fatigue from how we manage project fatigue? Hmm, interesting questions. Before we jump into the episode, let's hear from Cheryl Horn. She's someone who definitely keeps me motivated. Hey, Cheryl, I'm talking about fatigue, election fatigue, pandemic fatigue, but most importantly, how do we help our clients avoid project fatigue? What's your strategy for staying on task and not losing your momentum? That's a hard, that's a hard one. You know what? I'm, I work really good with deadlines. I, what struggles to keep me motivated is when I don't have specific timelines, I can have a to-do list of 15 items, but you know what, whether I do them today or in two days, it doesn't really matter as long as, you know, it gets done. I struggle with that because then all the little tasks that come in day to day on my email take priority. I, it's very rare that I end the day and still have unopened email. That always seems to be my priority. And, and mostly, you know, what I do is, is a lot to do with our members and things like that. I don't want anyone waiting uh, for an answer because I chose to do something else first. But at the end of the day, that, you know, list of 15 items still needs to get done. So um, I use my calendar and my email a lot to hold me accountable. <laughs> like I said, I don't like having email in my inbox at the end of the day. So what I'll do is schedule those tasks right into my calendar so that I get that, you know, email reminder in the morning and I want that email gone by the end of the day. So that's sort of how I set my own deadlines for getting things done. Um, it sort of ends up taking priority with the rest of my emails and helps me cross those items off my list to, you know, move things forward. <laughs> I don't know if that's helpful to anyone else, but that's uh, how I keep myself uh, on track. Good advice. Good advice. What's happening at Business of Design? Well, tomorrow, Wednesday, December 9th, we have BOD Live and we're going to be talking about resolutions. Uh, you're welcome to share your personal ones, but we're going to be talking about resolutions for your business. Uh, last month, we talked about what you are over with, with 2020. Um, so now we want to look ahead to 2021 and find out what our members have planned. Uh, so if you're a member of Business of Design, hope you can join us live for our monthly BOD live meeting. Again, that's tomorrow, December 9th at 1 p.m. EST. Visit your member dashboard and all you have to do is click through to join us live. And then also kind of exciting, coming up on December 17th, we are going to be launching our first Business of Design members only podcast episode. So we will be uh, continuing with this into the new year, launching some brand new episodes exclusive to our Business of Design members. Um, but as a little, you know, holiday gift uh, we're going to be launching the first one on December 17th, which we're pretty excited about. Uh, so stay tuned for that as well. As usual, lots going on. Cheryl, I don't know how you do it, but I'm sure glad you do. Thank you so much. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients, increase profitability, and run your projects like a boss. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD Live events, member-only podcasts, 
preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. What wears a client out? At what point in a project do our clients experience the greatest project fatigue? Frustration or exhaustion are just indicators that something isn't right, something isn't working, something needs attention. I once attended a weekend seminar with Tony Robbins, and he did this amazing visualization technique, which I use to this day. And the idea was this, think of some problem. So in, in our case, think of something that's going wrong on a project. I'll give you an example. I got a call from my clients and she said, you know, I think the marble slab in the ensuite is cracked. And I said, oh, wow. Okay. Let me come and look at it. Sure enough, there is a crack through and through the marble slab in their ensuite shower. We did this shower over three years ago, just about three years ago. There's no way just to repair it because when you push on it, you can actually feel it move. And when we replace it, it's a big deal. We actually have to remove the shower door and the hinges and all that kind of stuff. So this is complicated, right? The marble supplier is not going to guarantee the marble three years later. The marble fabricator says he's not going to guarantee what he did three years earlier. It doesn't help that these two trades are super busy right now, right? And certainly the installer of the shower door has nothing to do with any of this. So who's going to pay for it? Me? Do I do that? I don't know. Three years later? I don't know how I feel about that. On the other hand, we just started another project for this client, their vacation home. And they're amazing people. I love them. I adore them. So am I really going to tell them, wow, this is so sad. You're just going to have to pay for the whole thing again? Oh, dear. Anyway, that's something that's stressing me out. So back to Tony Robbins. What he suggested is you visualize, close your eyes and visualize this problem. Really see it. See it in a bubble. And then he said, where is the bubble? So when I visualize a problem... It's kind of looming overhead at eye level and above, let's say. So I kind of locate it. There it is. I can see it. That's where it's floating in my mind's eye. Then Tony said, how big is it? Oh, wow, it's huge. It's as big as a truck. So here is his suggestion. Shrink it a little. Make it a little bit smaller. Oh, the cloud, the bubble I have around this cracked marble slab just got a little bit smaller. Hmm. Now he says, make it a whole lot smaller. Really squish it down into a smaller bubble or a smaller cloud. Wow, look at that. Now he says, move it around. Move it to the right. Visualize it over to the right. Visualize it over to the left. And then move it below you, put it down below you. Now it's small and it's beneath you. And then he said, check in on your body. How does this problem feel now? This was remarkable to me because when I began this exercise, the problem bubble, if you will, was huge and looming over my head. Now it's quite small and it's at my feet. I don't feel as stressed 
I'm able to remove myself from it to create a more neutral engagement with the problem. Anyway, I found that technique really helpful over the years. I remind myself, get neutral about the problem. I know a year from now, this isn't going to be a problem. I know we're going to figure out a solution. And in fact, I can employ my best mental faculties when I'm in that position of neutrality looking at the problem versus having it looming over my head about to crush me. If you're in this business, you're never going to have a month where you don't have issues to deal with. I just don't think that's possible. I had an old business coach who used to say, it's like playing hockey and imagining you're not going to get chucked against the boards. I don't even know what that means. I think it means you get hit. I think the boards are like the side walls. I don't know. Anyway, it kind of resonated with me. But yeah, if I'm going to be in business, I'm going to have to deal with things exactly like this. So how can I impact these things. I know I'm in my best shape as the owner of a company when my second thought after, oh my gosh, this is huge. But my second thought is, how can I impact this? How can I impact a solution here instead of why is this happening to me? And that brings me back to the topic of this conversation, project fatigue, specifically the client's project fatigue. Years ago, when I first got started, I could see that clients got project fatigue early before much of anything was accomplished on the job site. They got project fatigue because I was constantly meeting with them, constantly showing them a few pieces of the project, but not everything. And to be honest, I was constantly asking for money. Let's order the sofas and the chairs, and next time I'll show you the draperies. It took a very long time in my case, but I realized... I could fix that. It doesn't have to be that way anymore. And in fact, today, it's not like that at all. My clients never get project fatigue early. Once I was able to fix that initial back and forth with clients, then my clients got project fatigue when the trades were in their home. It was always the same thing. The work got started and everybody was excited, but then there was a delay or a lag back and forth or a change order. And what started out as a lot of fun for clients quickly became exhausting and tiresome. So I tightened that up. I realized I don't want the trades in the client's house until I have everything ready to install. Nobody gets started if there's no tile ordered. That would be a mistake. I was able to clean all that up. Lovely. But it didn't solve project fatigue entirely. Now I see something very different with my clients. Project fatigue happens at a precise moment. And I'll use a renovation as an example because that's where I really see it so clearly. Project fatigue happens after built-in cabinets go in. So let's say you're doing a kitchen or a bathroom. The new vanity goes in or the new kitchen is installed. All the cabinetry, it looks beautiful and it looks Well, honestly, it looks almost done, right? But then there's the countertops. Now we've got to get the fabricator to come in and do the template and then go away and fabricate the stone or the marble or the quartz or whatever, and then bring it back for an installation. And that's a process. It doesn't happen in a day. Sometimes it takes two weeks. Sometimes, like right this minute, three weeks. That's the exact moment that clients really suffer from project fatigue. So what do we do? Well, 
We prepare them for it. I let them know that right at this exact moment in the project, here's how you might feel. When your new kitchen cabinets are installed, you're going to come home and you're going to look at the project site and you're going to go, oh my gosh, it's almost done. I'm so excited. Can I start putting cutlery back in the drawers? And I'm going to tell you no, because the countertops are not yet installed. And you're going to say, but you'll just put things away and that's okay because once the countertops are installed, you'll tidy things up. And I'm going to say no, because installing the countertops is going to be messy and dirty and Who knows what can happen between now and then? You're going to feel frustrated and unhappy that it isn't finished yet. And while the beginning of the project may have seemed challenging, this is actually the moment where it's the most challenging for clients. I can prepare them for that now. I can also distract them, right? This is the exact moment where we send them out for dinner or during COVID, we plan a catered dinner for them that's delivered. We do something to reset and recharge their battery and take their focus away from the fact that the project isn't finished yet. So much of what I have to do as an interior design professional is just manage my clients' expectations. And so when it comes to project fatigue, what specifically can we do? I came up with a five-step plan for managing project fatigue. Here it is. Number one. Set the client's expectations. Productivity is not a constant. It ebbs and flows. That's natural and that's normal. When we plan, I tell the clients, we always plan for best case scenario, but we have to consider and allow for the hiccups that happen on every project because of human error. There's actually some scientific data that says that human beings take one and a half times longer to accomplish a task than they think they will. It's something called the planning fallacy. My job as an interior design professional is to prepare the client for that exact phenomena that we are planning, but you can expect it's all going to take longer. So that's the first thing, the most important thing. Adjust the client's expectations. The second thing I can do, I can spend more time in the design phase, more time in ideation, more time in creation, and more time in design. The more time I spend in that phase, which all happens away from clients, right? It happens at my office. It happens with my team. It happens privately, so there isn't the stress of someone looking over my shoulder. The more time I can spend there, the less opportunity there's going to be for mistakes and errors when we actually begin the renovation or the on-site labor. I'm extending the amount of time I need right now for step four for the design work. And I think that is good and it's bad. It's good because it's buying me a little bit more time, which is wonderful, but it's bad because there's a temptation to kind of push off getting started. When you have a tight time frame, at least when I have a tight time frame, I know I have to get busy and get on it. When I give myself a little bit more time, sometimes I allow that extra time to be sort of lost and then I'm just right back to the same limited amount of time. It takes discipline, but I'm learning to begin 
the very moment I can, and then just spend more time being creative, more time brainstorming, more time thinking about, oh, could we possibly do this instead of that? This is the creative part, and this is the part that drew me to the business in the first place. The third thing we can do to minimize project fatigue on behalf of our clients is to create milestones. Clients get project fatigue because they become overwhelmed by the scope of the project and the amount of time it takes. We can minimize that by breaking it all down into baby steps. I have 15 of them. Many of you listeners now also have 15 baby steps. The BOD 15-step project management strategy works. If you're not using it yet, please consider treating yourself to Business of Design membership for this final phase of the pandemic. Imagine where you could be this spring. Baby steps and interim goals are really helpful. Let's finish step six, I'll say to the client, okay, before we move on to step seven. That can motivate clients to stay focused and stay in the moment. And by the way, that motivates me too. And it motivates my design team. Hey, everybody, let's just finish step seven this week and call it a week. That is so much easier than, hey, Mrs. Morris's house needs to be completely renovated. Let's go, 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 right? We can do step seven this week. Okay, we got that. That's manageable. The fourth thing we can do to minimize project fatigue on behalf of our clients is to create project breaks. And I mentioned the one that we do most often, which is we provide dinner out or a spa service right at that moment where the cabinets are installed, but the countertops haven't yet gone in. We may need to do this again when we hit the deficiencies phase. Something special just gets the client out of a rut and helps them walk away from the project for a day. And when they return, they're going to have a fresh perspective and a new resolve. We all need breaks, right? And then finally, number five, I want to constantly remind my client to focus on the end. Visualize the end. You are going to be cooking with your family in your new kitchen three months from now but not today. Remind them of some of the fun moments they have to look forward to. The clients whose homes we're completing right now are saying, you picked the best time ever to renovate because by the time this pandemic is over, you're going to be welcoming people into your home and it's going to be brand new. How exciting is that? Constantly remind clients to keep their eyes on the big picture, the end result. Friday night, with everyone in the dining room, just like it was 2019. Sometimes it's hard not to get discouraged, right? I've got a to-do list that is days long and it doesn't seem to get shorter no matter what I get done in a day. But these same five strategies that work to minimize the client's project fatigue can help me too, right? I have to set my own expectations. I need to spend more design time in my own business. And what does that mean? It means I've got to get rid of things that are on the back burner because they're not important. Get rid of them. And I've got to focus on things that are important and spend meaningful time getting them accomplished. I need to set my own milestones and create project breaks. And I need to visualize how good it's going to feel 
when I complete something. 2020 has been a really important year for me. I completed a couple projects that were critically important. I launched the operations manual. That's something I just never dreamed I would be able to do. But there it is. It's a beautiful, thorough document that I hope will help so many people. I also rewrote and relaunched the trade partner agreement, completely revamped how I do business with trades and customers and how I charge for that. That was a really big deal. And for 2021, we will continue to relaunch content. And by the end of the year, every single course at Business of Design will be brand new. That's huge, but I'm not there yet. So I'm going to take my own advice and do all of these things and just keep plugging along. And from time to time, I have to give myself a serious pep talk. Or I go to Business of Design live events where you guys provide the pep talk. It helps so much to have a community of peers who are on the same path. I don't know where I would be without all of you, but thank you so much for your attention. Thank you so much for your love and support of Business of Design. And hang in there. We are going to get through this pandemic and things are going to resume some normalcy. And I think it's possible we will all be much improved by the experience. Stay healthy, stay well. And I can't wait till 2021 when we are hanging out in Palm Springs or at the conference, face-to-face, having a cocktail. That sounds pretty darn good right now. Until then, thanks for being here. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today.